Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome to Bible Talk. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell with you tonight, and just so very excited as normal without, you know, with the Word of God. And so um, before we um, do anything, we want to do Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 that tells us to acknowledge God in all of our ways and that He would direct our path. Heavenly Father, we come tonight coming to you in the name of Jesus, the name that is above every name. Father, we're asking that you would go before us on this broadcast. Father, we are praying for this country. We are praying for those that are going through uh, suffering right now, those that are uh, just in a hard place, those that are discouraged, out of work, um, just depressed, Lord. We're asking, Father, that you would have your way. Father, we know that your word said that you are the lifter of our head. And so, Lord, we're looking to you to speak to us tonight on this Relationship Wednesday. We want you to be glorified. And so, Father, we're asking that you just have your way. We pray for those that are quarantined with um, this COVID virus, Lord. We're praying for family members of those that are uh, quarantined. And we're just asking you, Father, to just have your way in the name of Jesus. We know that you're with us because you said that you would never leave us or forsake us. So, Father, we're asking that you would just have your way tonight in the name of Jesus. We thank you for what you're going to do. Lord, we honor and praise you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. And so tonight we're going to be dealing with a few things, but uh, mainly suffering, um, uh, uh, focusing on suffering, um, what the Bible has to say about that. Um, We know that Jesus did say that in John chapter 16, And verse 33, that in this world, we will have tribulation. We are going to have it. So this is something that we know we're going to have. This is not a surprise. Jesus warned us about it already. He said that in this world, we will have tribulation. And let me just turn there um, to John chapter 16 as we look at what we've been promised by the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know that he doesn't lie. So what he says is going to be true. Here it says in John um, chapter 16, and I'm going to read into it, um, verse 31. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? 
Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, has now come, that you will be scattered, each to its own, and will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So Jesus is letting us know that we, in him we'll have peace. And, um, and he's letting us know that in this world we, there's going to be trouble. So we should not be overwhelmed or surprised when suffering comes. And God allows um, the suffering. And so suffering comes with the freedom to choose. As long as we, you know, we have a, a, a situation going on, we can choose how we're going to handle it. When we look at what the Word of God has to tell us, we have the presence of the Lord with us. He promised that he would never leave us or forsake us. And that's a promise that God has made. And we know that not one of his words, not one of his promises has failed. Whatever he tells us is what is going to happen. And so when we have the troubles and the tribulation, we know for a surety that we're not in it, we're not dealing with it by ourselves. The Lord is with us. He promised that. So suffering comes um, with the freedom to choose because when the suffering comes, you have to make up your mind. And it's good to have your mind. It's good to know about the suffering before it comes, what the Bible has to say about suffering. Because when it comes, you're not um, overwhelmed, you're not totally surprised, you know. Um, and suffering is good for us, really. This is where you meet the Lord in your suffering. Anybody can say they love God when everything is going great. Everything is going great. You love God. But then when the trouble comes, then you start to question him. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So when we're suffering, he's the same. Whenever we, things are going well, we have the same God. And so he promised us in his word that he will not leave us. And let's run over to John um, chapter 14 for a second. Because Jesus here, he's getting ready to leave. He's going to leave the disciples. He already warned them, you know, that um, of the things that are going to happen to them. You know, that the world hated them and all of that. You know, the world hates him, and they're going to hate us too because we are his children. And so he wants to, you know, give them a little encouragement before he leaves. And so in John chapter 13, we see that Peter is asking the question here. Um, you know, he wanted to go with Jesus. He wanted to follow him, um, you know, where he's going. And Jesus told him that where I'm going, you cannot follow me now, Peter, but you shall follow afterwards. And Peter said, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. And Jesus answered, you know, asked him the question, will you really lay down your life? And then he said, most assuredly, I say to you, before the rooster crow, you will have denied me three times. But look at what Jesus says to them in, in chapter 14, John chapter 14 and verse 1. He tells them, let not your heart be troubled. Believe, you believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. So here Jesus is getting ready to go. He's, um, you know, the disciples are troubled. He's been with them for three years, been their sole provider, and um and everything and so now he's getting ready to leave and of course they're concerned and, and, and troubled so Jesus tells them not to let their heart be troubled 
you know. Um, and that's, you know, when you are troubled, you know, you either believe God or you don't believe him. You either have faith or no faith. He, and he tells you in his word um, the things not to do, not to worry, not to, you know, all of that. And so here he's warning them. So we see that the heart that is troubled, the remedy for a heart that is troubled is belief in God. Jesus tells them, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. If you believe in God, then your heart should not be troubled because you know that he promises not to leave us or forsake us. We're with him in the situation. I want to um, turn um, over to the uh, book of Mark, and we see that a troubling situation is happening here. The disciples are in the boat with Jesus, and let me just uh, turn to it before I um, give you first and second opinion. I want to give you the word of God. So in the book of Mark, chapter 4, we have a situation and, you know, a storm. And when we look at our life right now, life, we could look like we're in a storm right now. And here is a story. So here, Jesus is, um, you know, with the disciples, of course, they've had a long day. And, um, they, 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 you know, it, it, the things, day has ended. And um, he, he, you know spoke to them a parable and all of that stuff. And so it says here in uh, Mark chapter 4 and verse 35, On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, this is Jesus, Jesus said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, taking Jesus in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm but he said to them, why are you so fearful? That would be the question tonight for a lot of people. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now, this is an awesome, awesome story. And I want you to, to, to keep in mind a few things here in the story. So Jesus is here, and these are seasoned fishermen. This is not any regular uh, storm. This is a storm of storm. And so they get in the boat, and, you know, of course, the disciples, they're with Jesus. They have experienced Jesus healing other people. I don't believe, uh, and I haven't read of anything where they had any personal um, situation, detrimental, because this appeared to be a very detrimental, and I stress the mental on this situation here. And so they got in the boat, and they're here. You know, this was a little vacation. This was supposed to be a little vacation here because, I mean, they, you know, it seemed like Jesus and his disciples have escaped the people, and they're going to get a little rest. It's kind of like a little retreat here, you know. Can you imagine you pack your bag, you're getting ready to go on a retreat to rest, and all of a sudden a storm breaks out. So here they are going for this little time of rest, you know, 
and um, you know, just to spend some time with the Lord. And so this great, and the text says, a great windstorm, a great storm, you know, came along. And so this storm was not regular. A great windstorm arose. So we get to see the Sea of Galilee has a history of, you know, just um, storms coming out of nowhere, you know. And so these these men are here with Jesus. The boat is being tossed back and forth, and they look over, and Jesus is sleeping. So they, they have a situation. Jesus is sleeping, and they're looking at him, um, you know, and he looks like, um, he's about to drown. You know, the water uh, coming over in the boat. And then it says here in the text, verse 38, it said that Jesus was asleep. So they're having, they're flipping out in this storm. And Jesus is asleep on a pillow. And of course, you know, they're looking at, can you imagine? The boat is being to- um, tossed back and forth. They, water coming in, filling up the boat. They look like they're about to drown. They look at Jesus. Jesus is asleep. And so, of course, they are, (laughs) I wouldn't say worried. They're exceptionally worried here. And so they cry out to him, you know. And and then the way they talk to Jesus, too, they accuse him of not caring. You know, so it says, verse 38, but he was on the stern asleep on a pillow and they awoke him and said to him teacher do so in and so here they're accusing Jesus of not even caring about them do you not care that we are perish we're about to die here and you don't care and so what does Jesus do he gets up and he address the situation at hand he speaks to the wind and then he speaks to the sea. You know, he deals with the major problem here in the situation. You know, and, and, and it tells here, um, when, when he said this, you know, immediately, Jesus said to the sea, peace, be st- and, and the wind cease. And there was a great storm, um, calm. Can you imagine? Because normally when you have a roaring a storm and, and, and things like that, the water, the water kind of gradually go down. It gradually does. But here, we don't see any gradual thing. It says here that when Jesus arose and rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. That is awesome. All right, we're going to take a break right here, and we'll be right back. This is Daryl Wood. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it has literally changed the way I sleep. The pillows don't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen premium my pillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a queen size premium, but Mike's 
extending its 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener's square and use the promo code RUNTOWIN. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dreams bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-919-5912, 800-919-5912, and use the promo code RUNTOWIN at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Alistair Begg talks about something that all of us become painfully aware of in the course of our daily lives. Wednesday on Truth For Life. We take life and live it. We take the Bible and we read it. And it becomes immediately apparent to us that suffering is a fact of our human existence. Join us Wednesday for a new series on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Alistair Begg, weekday mornings at 8.30 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Faith Talk Detroit. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news. In addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500, you can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. This message is for anyone looking for $500,000 to $1 million or more of affordable term life insurance. Even if you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or taking anxiety meds. Here's an example. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe overweight with type 2 diabetes, $1 million of term life insurance may only cost about $200 a month. We're Term Provider, experts in finding affordable term life insurance for those that may not be in perfect health. If you've had prostate cancer, heart conditions, high cholesterol, or on prescription medications, you may still qualify for half a million to a million dollars or more of affordable term life insurance. Get a quick quote by calling Term Provider at 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. If you're looking for term life insurance but have type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, or have other health issues, call Term Provider at 800-555-2085 or visit Term Provider. Provider.com. Termprovider.com. Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome back to Bible Talk. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell here with you tonight. And we are looking at Mark chapter 4 in this storm, this lifeboat. Um, life is a big boat, too. But here the disciples are with Jesus in this boat. And we are looking at Mark's account, but of course this is also in Matthew, and it's also in Luke. And so we're going to take a trip and kind of compare the account. But we, the, the goal of this is that you can see that Jesus is with us. He said he will never leave us or forsake us. And no matter what the situation is, we can know that he's with us. And that is the first thing we want to keep in mind, that Jesus is with us. So let's continue with the story. So here, um, you know, they go, they accuse Jesus of um, not caring, um, that they're perishing. And we see that Jesus arose and he addressed the detrimental situation first. He speaks to the sea. He speaks to the wind, and then he's going to speak with the disciples. 
So he says here, um, Then he arose, rebuked the wind, and the sea peace, be still, and it ceased, and there was a great calm. And then he said to them, Return to the disciples, and look at the question that he asked. And this is what we ended with on the, when we, before we went for the break. Jesus asked the question, Why are you so fearful? That's a question, you know, we could ask each of us that. We, so many of us are so afraid, and we are forgetting that we have a God that is large and in charge, he is the Lord God Almighty. Nothing surprises him. He has no 911 emergency. This God knows everything. He sees everything. And so here, let me get back to the story. So then he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Now think about it. The boat is rocking back and forth. This is a detrimental situation. This is... Uh, they, these guys are in the middle of God's will. You know, a lot of time we have situation going on and we think, well, you know, am I in the will of God? And, you know, if I'm in the will of God, this thing would not have happened. This kind of suffering wouldn't take place. But listen, he is with you. If he's with you, you're going to be okay. If you are a believer, you have placed your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He is with you. You're in a covenant relationship with him. He's not going to leave you. He doesn't. Cut out on us when when problem come. So he said to them, and this is why. And then you know the question, the question is unusual. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Can you imagine the disciple trying to explain, uh, give an explanation for why they had no faith and why they were so afraid? And it says, and they feared exceedingly. Now they were even more scared. When they got into the boat and the storm, you know, and the, uh, started to beat on the boat, yep, they were afraid then, but now they are super scared now. When he asked the question, they, and they feared. How, when he asked the question, it says, and they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? And before I answer these questions, I am going to go to Matthew's account of this story, and I want us to look at what we gleam from there. Now, in Matthew chapter 8, verse 23, it starts in verse 23 here. It says, Now when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him, and suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. Jesus was asleep in the middle of the situation. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, Who can this be, that even the winds and the sea obey him? All right, now let's go to Brother Luke's account. Luke also wrote about this. In Luke chapter 8, verse 22, let's, let's go there and check this out. Luke chapter 8, went to the wrong chapter, and verse 22. And we're going to learn something tonight. Um about our fears, about our suffering, whatever situation we have going on, we're going to have something to know how to deal with it. So here in Luke chapter 8, 
It says now, at verse 22, Now it happened on a certain day that he got into the bo a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out, but as they sailed, he fell asleep, and a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water. So here it is, this boat is filling up. And see, this is why it's so good to read um, the different accounts, because Matthew, the Simnachpic Gospel, Matthew is giving an account of what he sees. Um, Luke is giving us an account. Mark is giving us an account. But when you put, when you tie all three accounts um, in together, then you get the full picture of what is going on. So, um, it says here, So the windstorm came on the lake, and they were filling with water, and they were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the sea, and they ceased, and there was a calm. But he said to them, Where is your faith? That's what he could be saying to many of us tonight. Where is your faith? Why are you afraid? Why are you so fearful? We see that in these three accounts. And, um, and they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the wind and the water, and they obey him. All right, so we want to go back to Mark's um, account here. And as we look at this, and, and even here with, um, in Luke's account too, one of the things I notice here in this account, and, and, and I saw it in um, Luke, uh, Mark's as well, um, Jesus is speaking. Now, this, this trip, this boat trip that they went on, this was not the disciples' idea. Jesus said, let us go to the other side. So either we believe God or we don't believe him. If Jesus says we're going to the other side, guess what's going to happen? We are going to the other side. He did not guarantee that there was going to be smooth sailing to the other side. And that's how it is in life. We are going to get to the other side because we have placed our trust in the Lord Jesus. We're going to get there. But we have to understand it. So when you look at this and you're looking at it inductively and you're reading it, it said, and now it happened on a certain day that he, this he is Jesus, Jesus got into the boat with his disciple. They belong to him. These are his disciple. And then he said, and he, speaking of Jesus, said to them, let us cross over to the other side. This was not the disciples' um, trip that they just had this trip. Um, you know, they, they came up on their own idea about this trip. This trip was engineered by Jesus. Jesus says, let us cross over to the other side. And I think for us as believers, one of the things we have to remember, to believe God, whatever God tells us, believe what he says. In the word of God, the word of God is, is sure. And when God tells you something, because he's not a man, in Numbers 23, in verse 18, it says that God is not a man that he should lie. So he's not going to lie. Anything he tells you, you can take it to the bank. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 18 Again, it says that it is impossible for God to lie. So if he said we're going to the other side and it is impossible for him to lie, you do the math. We're going to the other side, right? Again, in Titus chapter 1 and verse 2, it tells you that God cannot lie. So you want to write these scripture down so you know that these promises that you see in the word of God, you can take them to the bank. You can be assured that if he says it, 
That is what's going to happen. You don't have to look to the right. You don't have to look to the left. You focus on the word of God. And um, before I even get back to the text, I just want you to see that our God, when he says something, it's true. Um, in the book of Joshua, Joshua, Moses is dead. Joshua is afraid, and he's about to lead the children of Israel. And it is so precious, as you read Joshua chapter 1, what God said to Joshua. And I'm going to start here. Joshua chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. So for those who didn't think Moses died, you know, or whatever, you see now that he's dead because God is saying that Moses, my servant, is dead. All right. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place, and look at the promise what God is saying to Joshua. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. And then look at, and I love this part. As I said to Moses, he says, from the wilderness and um, this Lebanon as far as the great river and the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory, Josh. No man, listen to the promise here. No man shall be able to stand before you for a few weeks. No. He said, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. And look at this little precious promise here. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. As I was with Moses, I'll be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. And then he gave him a little bit more. Be strong and have a good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their father to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. And then he tells him, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. And then again, he stresses it up uh, again. He said this earlier, be strong, in verse 6. Now again, he's telling Moses, this is a repeated phrase, it's emphasis is on it. So we see here, and he said, now this is not a suggestion. When God says, have I not commanded you? Be strong. Those of you that are afraid tonight, you're going through and all kind of things, and you're afraid that we have the, the COVID, everything is shut down. The Lord is speaking to us tonight. Be strong and have a good courage. Do not be afraid or be dismayed. And this is why you're not going to be afraid or dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, that's awesome. He is with those disciples in the boat, too, because the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. But I want to fast forward a little bit because here is a promise. The Lord told Joshua, as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. I will not uh, leave you or forsake you. Not a man will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. And all of that stuff he tells him. And I want you to look at the end. So we fast forward to the end of Joshua's life. And here in Joshua chapter 21, we're going to go to chapter 21 first. And we're going to look at verse, we're going to start in verse 
43. So we are fast forwarding here. God gave Joshua that promise in the, in the beginning there, Joshua chapter 1. And so let's see what Joshua has to say about this. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land which he had sworn to give their fathers. Remember that? That happened in Joshua chapter 1. God had given them the land. He had told them what he was going to do. Now here at the end, going towards the end of Joshua's life, we see again, um, he, he's talking about this to the people. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land which he had sworn to give them to their fathers, and they took possession of it and dwelt in it. The Lord gave them rest all around. Remember, he said, not a man should, uh, you know, come against you. All, all around, according to all that he had sworn to their fathers. And look at this. He said, and not a man of all their enemies stood against them. The Lord, God Almighty, delivered all their enemies into their hand. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. Look at this. All came to pass. Whatever God says, you can take it to the bank. And I, I didn't even give out the number. I got so excited here. The number to call here, 866-423-9578. If you have a question, uh, uh, a, com a comment or whatever, you can give a call. Again, that number, 866-423-9578. But if I know you guys, you got your pen and you have your paper and you're writing this down because you are going to need this. Oh, hallelujah. So we see all of the promises came to pass. Now let's go to Joshua chapter 23. And we are going to start here in verse 14. So here, Joshua is getting ready to go. He's getting ready to die. And he is giving his farewell address to the children of Israel. And let us look and take to heart what he's saying. And this God that said all this to Joshua... It's the same God we serve today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Look at what he says here. So Joshua here in um, jo um, Joshua chapter 23 and verse 14. Behold, this day I am going the way of all the earth. And this is the way of all the earth is he's going to die. And so he tells him, And you know in all your hearts and in all your souls, that not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord God Almighty, your God, spoke concerning you. This thing is exciting. I am telling you that this is awesome. But let me finish. All have come to pass for you. Not one word of them has failed. Therefore, it shall come to pass that as all the good things have come upon you, which the Lord your God promised you, so the Lord will bring upon you all the harmful things that he said that he was going that has um, until he has destroyed you from this good land which the Lord your God has given you. Whatever God says, God is going to do. We're going to take a break right here, and we'll be right back. Forgiveness is a decision, and it's a process. Even though you thought you had forgiven them, something came up, and now you're hurt again. What should you do? Lisa Turkhurst on Focus on the Family Minute. We decide to forgive for the facts of what happened, but when we are triggered in our pain, we have to have another marked moment of forgiveness for the impact that this had on us. 
And there was a tremendous emotional cost here to what happened. So when I get triggered in my pain, it doesn't make me a forgiveness failure. It means I need to have another marked moment of forgiving now for the impact that this had on me. So I stop and I say, I now forgive Art for this anxiety that I didn't have before. And whatever my feelings will not yet allow for, the blood of Jesus will surely cover it. Hear more from Lisa today at FamilyMinute.org. Parents, are you happy with your children's at-home high school experience? Wondering if you're doing all you can to prepare them for the next step in their life? Check out Salem Career Hub online at SalemCareerHub.com. Whether it's college prep school, a four-year university, an MBA, or learning real-world vocational skills needed to start a career, get connected with top-ranked online schools and leading skills-based short-term training programs like full-stack software development from the co-founder of Apple, Steve Wozniak, to online XR programs. Programs, teaching hands-on vocational courses for HVAC, welding, plumbing, facilities management, electricians, solar, and more, all at a special reduced Salem Career Hub price. Better your child's life through education. Our team of educational experts are available to help you Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Central Time. Just call 866-711-6275, 866-711-6275, or online at SalemCareerHub.com. God bless us, everyone. What's the biggest blessing you can imagine this Christmas season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for in 2021? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. Enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. To our Merry Christmas. God bless us. God bless Visit faithtalktotrade.com to win the blessing of having your mortgage or rent paid in 2021. Enter WLQV's Christmas Mortgage Miracle at faithtalktotrade.com. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on radio.com. Just go to radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at radio.com. Well, praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome back to Bible Talk. This is uh, Evangelist Anita Campbell here with you tonight, and just having a wonderful time as we look at the Word of God, the mighty, powerful, living Word of God. All right, um, we are going to go to Michael here in Detroit. Hi, Michael. Yes, hello. Michael? Sorry, cut you off. He's right here. Michael? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, turn your radio down for a minute. Okay. How are you? I'm doing all right. I hear everything you say on the radio is uh what what I'm what I've been through and what I'm and what I'm going through. Because we all as Christians need encouragement. Yes, we do. 
And um, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. Yes. And that's what you're doing when I listen to you on the radio. Even though I, I don't listen like I want to every day, but the Lord had me listen to this broadcast for today because I knew that it was going to be a, a message that was going to come on just for me. Amen. And not just for me only, but for all those that need it. Yes, we Christians, all need it. Non-Christians, uh, backsliders. Um, we all need we all need the word of encouragement. Yes, we do. And um, I just had uh, a couple questions to ask you. Um, now, um, what about the say is it's, it's in the Bible? But uh, I was going to say that. Um, what did apostles mean when they prayed and said, "Lord, increase our faith"? Can can a saint pray that prayer today? Yeah, we can because um, you know, these things happen, come up in our life, and uh, you know, our faith is shattered sometimes. So yes, yeah. we can't have too much faith. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think one man prayed, "Lord, I believe, help my unbelief." You know. Yeah. Yeah, th- and that's what get us through when we are. Um, trusting the word of, word of God because as we um, finish the story, you're going to see what the key was in okay. the, um, the story. And um, the, I went to all three accounts, but I like Mark's account because, you know, you get the action. Okay. But um, as I finish this, you're going to see all of us need our faith in, in, um, increased. But right. when we go through a situation and when we go through a storm, that increases our faith. You know, I right. can tell you that God is good and all of this stuff and you know, I've never experienced anything. I could tell you what I read. But when I've gone right. through a trial, you know, a situation, when I come out of a right. trial, I can tell you that he is Jehovah Jireh. I can tell yes. you if it's sickness, I can tell you that he's Jehovah Rapha. He's a God who heals. You know, when yes. David um, talked about the Lord is my shepherd, you know, the 23rd Psalms, a lot of people just say that as just run it through. But it is so powerful because David yes. was a shepherd himself. And so he was saying that the Lord is his shepherd. Mm -hmm. He shall not want. He said he. It's all about the shepherd. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He, the shepherd, restores my soul. He, the shepherd, leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And then he goes on to say, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou, the shepherd, is with me. His rod, his staff, they comfort me. Thou, the shepherd, prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. The shepherd anoints my head with oil. And then he goes on to say, My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But what you can do, Michael, is put your name in the 23rd Psalms. If you write it out, it's not a long passage. If you write it out and then... You put, make it personal. The Lord is Michael, shepherd. Michael shall not want. He makes Michael to lie down in green pastures. He lead Michael beside the still waters. He restores Michael's soul. Because he's your shepherd, right? Yes, he is. Because you're a believer, so he is your shepherd. So you have a right to put your name in there. And when you do that, it reminds you. When you wake up in the morning and you read that, you kind of remind you that you're not out here just hanging out by yourself. You have a shepherd. And Jesus yes. calls himself the good shepherd, yes. you know, and he doesn't go to sleep. The Bible tells us that he that keeps Israel neither slumber nor sleep. So your shepherd is not going to be sleeping on the job because God yes. doesn't need sleep. 
you know? Right. He's up all night anyway, so we might as well give him the situation and go to yeah. bed. Amen? Amen. Um, all right. My other question was, um, uh, I know I know we in Mrs. COVID season, and, um, and the man talking about second wave, well, the Lord told me different earlier that this wasn't a second wave, but this was just the, still the first wave of the virus. But, uh, however, uh, do you believe that a believer can pray to God that God will eradicate it if he wanted to? Can he eradicate it if he wanted to? Uh, do we have to keep praying that God will eradicate the virus or just let it happen like it happens? Well, for us believers, we know that God is in charge. You know, it's not a matter of his power. It is a matter of his decision. You know, um, so we continue to pray. Yes, we do pray. He said to pray without ceasing. Um, you know, we know that um, in, in the Old Testament we saw pestilence and famine and all these things come upon the land, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I am not here to tell you that the Lord sent this COVID. I, I don't know. But what I do okay. know that he says that he will never leave us or forsake us. I know right. that he says that, um, you know, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you don't know about. I know yeah. he says to call unto me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you and you shall glorify me, you know. So I, I, what I, I stick with what I know. And I know that what the word of God is saying, what God says is true. I can take it to the bank. I can trust it. And I know that I can't go before my time. So if it's not yeah. ready for me to go, it's not going to happen. You see what I'm saying? But my trust right. is foremost. I don't look at the sea because when we, a lot of people are looking at the, the you know, their focus. You, you got to have focus. You know, remember right. when David was out there with Goliath. Right. David, everybody in the valley that day was focused on how big Goliath is. Nine foot right. nine. His javelin weighed this amount and his shield weighed this amount. David did right. not focus on the problem. He focused on the right. God of heaven. He, David said that this uncircumcised Philistine defies the army of the living God. And David brought the giant down. Everybody else was scarred. But David was the one because he was not focusing on the problem. He went above the problem. And this is the thing. We have a God that's large and in charge. Years ago, they had a commercial that said father and son. You remember that? Uh No jobs too big, no jobs too small. Yeah. Well, we know the real father and the real son, don't we? Yes, we do. And And then you throw in the Holy Spirit too. Mm-hmm. You know we have it going on. No jobs too big for our God and no jobs too small. We just bring everything right. to him. Right. And so um, we, our trust should be in the Lord. We can, you know, look in at this thing. We can listen to the news and we're going to hear that. But our focus should not be on that. We know the master of the wind. We know right, right. the maker of the rain. So right. we call on him. Right. All right, Michael, thank you for calling. Thank and you, I'm going to wrap this up so you can see uh, okay. what the end of this is. All right, God bless you, and thank you for calling. Oh, you too. You thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. We're going to take a break right here, and we'll be right back. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. Political analyst and poll watcher Nate Silver recently mocked political prediction markets, accusing them of being delusional and out of touch with reality. But when you look back at the 2020 election, the prediction markets were a better gauge on the outcome than nearly all of the elite polling outlets. While pundits pointed to polls that showed a massive Biden lead, prediction markets thought the election outcome was closer to a toss-up. In Wisconsin, Michigan, and Ohio, 
Biden's support was vastly overstated by the polling industry. In Florida, polls said Trump would lose. The market said he would win. He won by over 3%. The success of betting markets is not some great mystery. They harness the power of the profit motive. Pollsters and pundits almost never get fired for bad predictions. But futures markets punish bad predictions. It's time we pay less attention to pollsters and more attention to markets. I'm Jerry Boyer. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com slash HR. That's bamboohr.com slash HR. At Larry's Foodland, customer satisfaction is our number one priority. Shop at Larry's Foodland for Thanksgiving and leave with a free frozen honeysuckle turkey when you spend $100 in one transaction. At Larry's Foodland, you'll find a wide selection of quality meats, deli items, groceries, fresh produce, and baked goods. You can also order party trays and custom event cakes for the holidays. Visit Larry'sFoodland.com for weekly specials and more ways to save. Larry's Foodland on the corner of Plymouth and Farmington Road in Livonia, your community grocer. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Well, praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome back to Bible Talk. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell here with you tonight, excited about God and His Word. We're going to continue. We're going to finish this story because I promised Michael that we're going to give him the end of this. And so here we have the story, Jesus in the key to this story and why Jesus would have asked the question, why did you doubt? Why were you afraid? Why did you doubt? The question is, if you look back at verse uh, um, verse 35, the very first verse, Jesus said to them, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. That is a key. If Jesus said we're going to the other side, whatever he says is going to happen, is going to happen. Whatever he says in his word. And so we need to begin to take God at his word. We don't need to be fearful. Here he says, um, 
you know, so he asked them that question. Why did you doubt? Why are you so fearful? I said to you that we're going to the other side. You didn't, it wasn't your idea. You didn't, you guys didn't come up with this. Jesus said, let us cross over to the other side. And uh, my brothers and sisters, this is what I want to tell you. Take God at his word. Every promises, every promise that he has made, he is good uh, for them. Every, every promise that he's made, he's going to fulfill. And so he's, he said, let us go to the other side. This was not the disciples' idea. Life is a big boat. We are in this lifeboat. And Jesus is in the boat with us. And another thing that I, another observation here. Jesus did not get up one minute sooner than they called him. When they talked to him, when they said, Master, teacher, do you not care? The whole time, Jesus knew the storm was, go- was going on. He knew it before he got in the boat. And he was waiting. He did not budge a minute sooner. A lot of us are not crying out to God in our situation. We need to call on him. He invites you, Jeremiah 33 and 3. God says, call unto me. And he promises, I will answer you. He didn't say I might answer you. He said, I will answer you. And not only am I going to answer you, but I am going to show you great and mighty things that you don't even know about. So on the table here is two things. When you call him, you're going to get an answer. And there's also going to be great and mighty things that you don't know about. In Psalms 50 and verse 15, God invites us. He said, call unto me in the day of trouble. Do we have trouble today, folks? Yes, we do. Call unto me in the day of trouble. And then he says, I will deliver you. And then you got something to do when you get delivered. You shall glorify me. Don't forget about the Lord when he delivers you and you come out of your situation that you forget about the God of heaven. I have a deal going with the Lord that whenever he does anything, I become Diana Lewis with a breaking story, God in action. And I'm letting you know what the Lord did in the situation. He created us so that he can receive glory. We are here to bring his name glory and honor. Um, In the book of Hebrews, we see another verse. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6, is a very, very good verse. And he let you know that he, and let me go there, "Let, let your conduct be without covetousness, be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, this is what he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do to me. So there you have it, folks. In the middle of a storm, when you're in the middle of a storm, don't forget the word of God. Don't forget what Jesus said. He said, let us go to the other side. He didn't say how we're going to get to the other side. And we know that in this life, we already saw in John sixteen thirty three that in this world we will have tribulation. But we also see where Jesus said that he has overcome. If he has overcome, we're going to overcome. We're going to be overcomers. So our focus should be taking God at his words, the promises. Hold on to the word of God. Hold on to the promise. Hold on to what he said. Joshua held on to what he said. And we see in the end, his farewell address to Israel. He was able to tell them that not one word that God said had failed. And it's the same for us. We are his children. Whatever he says to us in his word we can know that nothing 
is impossible with God. No one can stay his hand. He is our God, Lord God, our Lord God Almighty. So when we have this situation in, um, and call unto him, this is one of the things I realize in this story. They called on Jesus. The moment they called on him, he responded. And when you call on him in your situation, he's going to respond. You know, he answers every prayer. It's some, uh, sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no, and sometimes it's wait. And a lot of us don't want to hear no or wait. We just want him to just um, be a divine genie sitting up there, just ready to answer every prayer just the way we want them. But because he's God and we are not, we get to wait on him. And it's in the waiting that we come to know. So the word of God said, wait on the Lord, Psalms 27, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Have a good attitude while you're waiting and he will strengthen your heart. David said, wait, I say on the Lord. That is so awesome, folks. So don't forget to cry out to him in your situation. He said, if you call him, he will answer you. And so a lot of us don't get any answer because we never make the call. And God also saying in Isaiah chapter 65 that before you even call him, the answer is sitting there waiting for you. But some of us don't get that answer because we never make the call. And when we do make a call, we don't call him. We call up everybody else. But we need to call the Lord God Almighty, the creator of the universe. He can create something out of nothing, and he definitely can work in your situation. God bless you. Um, thank you for tuning in. Michael, just hang in there and cry out to the Lord and remember that he is in this lifeboat with you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.